0: Still looking back at that win at Kentucky, but how good was that win for some specific players? Joe Milton, the spray chart. How was he under pressure? How was he throwing the football down the field? All that and more, the stats that matter. It's your Pro Football Focus Wednesday here on Locked On Balls. You are locked on balls. Your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hey, good Wednesday morning, everybody. Welcome to Locked On It is your team every single day, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Eric Kane at underscore kane or on Twitter, at Locked On Appreciate you every day dayers for being here and uh, taking part of the show by subscribing to the YouTube channel and downloading and subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. We are there. You can't escape us. The race to 10K is on. Let's get to 10,000 subscribers on the Quest YouTube channel by the end of football season, about 600 away. So I need your help. Uh, Please go ahead and do that for us and continue to uh, support the show, get the show in front of more and more Tennessee fans. On today's show, pro football focus offense in segment one, defense in segment two, looking back at the Kentucky win. And uh, looking ahead to Josh Ward in segment number three. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. We'll start on the offensive side of the football. Again, this is Tennessee against Kentucky. And uh, for those of you watching, you can see the the, uh, grading scale across the bottom. But for those listening, the grading scale for Pro Football Focus, a little bit different. Elite is 90 to 99. Very good, 80 to 89. Above average starter is 70 to 79. Average starter is 60 to 69. Below average starter is 50 to 59, and less than 50 is considered a backup level player. Uh, Again, like I say every single week, it's something, it's not everything. Don't, you know, run, this is not the gospel, okay? Pro Football Focus has a lot of good things, a lot of different areas that I use as baseline for starts of my research or for my conversation. Um, Those guys don't know the responsibilities. Those guys don't know the Tennessee playbook. Those guys don't know the Tennessee assignments on every single play. So I'm not going to take what they grade a player to heart, but it is a baseline. So the overall grade, not a whole lot of stock in there. I'll I'll highlight a few, but you know, the highest overall grade on Tennessee's offense from that 33-27 win at Kentucky was Jalen Wright. He had a grade of 80.7. The second highest grade was Joe Milton at 76.3. The the third highest grade was Chaz Nimrod, 73.8. And then Dante Thornton had 71.4. Those were the only grades at 70 or higher again so above average starter or you know the very good category which is where jalen wright kind of came in everybody else was lower than 70 the offensive grades were not the highest in this football game but overall let's start with some snap counts uh joe milton of course played every single offensive snap of 69 as did gerald Mincy, which was huge at right tackle because of course we know he's dealing with an injury and he's not uh, finished the previous two games prior to that but was able to go the whole way at kentucky and that was really really good Um, Ramel Keaton, a wide receiver, played all 69 snaps. Squirrel White played 66 snaps in the slot. Um, let's see here. Javante Spragans played all 69 snaps. Cooper Mays played all 69 snaps. Ollie Lane played 64 snaps. You had Andre Carrot that came in, played uh, five snaps of one drive. I think it was the second drive of the game, and then he went out with an injury. Uh, But Ollie Lane played 64 snaps. Um... Let's see, Dante Thornton played 43 snaps, which is really, really good to see. Chez Nimrod caught a touchdown pass on 17 snaps that he played in this football game. Jabari Small, 17 snaps. Jalen Wright, 20 snaps. Uh, Dylan Sampson had, let's see here, 32 snaps. And a lot of that was in the fourth quarter. So uh, the tight ends, McAllen Castles, 25 snaps. Jacob Warren, 44 snaps. More Jacob Warren in this football game than McAllen Castle. I found that interesting. This was the biggest snap differential between the two than all season long hunter solomon got in there uh for a blocking formation played three plays and um yeah that was good to see that does not mean that he's ahead of ethan davis we got to ask that question on the monday night chat it's just when he gets in the red zone at least in years past they have put multiple tight ends out on the field and uh hunter solomon is, is a guy that it knows that formation in fact i think it i i think at kentucky in 2021 Solomon played and i think in 2023 this past saturday he played at kentucky as well so i found that kind of interesting uh let's go to um let's go ahead and go and check out joe milton shall we let's look at the passing chart joe milton really good down the field in this football game he was one for three in this football game for 39 yards and a touchdown that was 20 yards plus 20 yards or more didn't take an, an awful lot of shots But when he did, you know, he connected on one of them and it was four touchdown. The other two that he missed were not bad misses, both to uh, one was Darrell Keaton down the sideline on a bomb. One was a scroll wide in the end zone. Those were not bad misses at all. You take those every single day if you're a head football coach. So Joe Milton one for three with a 39 yard touchdown on passes, 20 yards or more down the field passes, 10 to 19 yards. The intermediate game, Joe Milton was a perfect four for four for 101 yards um that's good because joe milton again has not been very good in the intermediates he was a perfect four for four for over 100 yards good to see uh one of those strikes was to dante thornton on the 49 yard strike that led to a scoring drive and uh, he was rolling to his left through across his body right down the middle of the field and that's where a big chunk of those uh, 101 yards come from so no, good Good for Joe Milton. Again, he was really good in this football game. Uh, 0 to 9 yards. Within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage, Joe Milton was five, 6 for 7. He was 6 for 7 for 50, 45, or 53 yards in this football game. That was good. And then behind the line of scrimmage, he was a perfect 6 for 6 for 37 yards. Again, we know Joe Milton only missed three uh, passes in this football game. Um, he was really, really good. Let's see, he was kept clean on 82.6% of dropbacks. He was under pressure, only 17.4% of dropbacks. He was not blitzed. Kentucky did not blitz him on 82.6% of dropbacks. And when he was blitzed, uh, he he was blitzed 17.4% of dropbacks. On play action, Joe Milton was 47.8%. No play action, he was 52.2%. Um, actually, no, this is not him throwing this is the percentage of plays ran. So sorry, Tennessee ran play action, 47.8%. Excuse me. Um, no play action, 52.2%. Screen passes, 26.1%. And no screen passes, 23 or 73.9%. Um, yeah, Joe Milton's really, really good in this football game. It's because a lot of that has to do with the big boys up front. Um, Andre Carrick, who only played. Five snaps overall, had two reps at pass blocking, had the highest pass blocking grade. I don't necessarily take that into account because, again, he only played five snaps on the football game, but he was at 74.1. Jabari Small, six pass blocking reps, 74.1 was his grade. Really good. Again, Jabari Small continues over the years to be a a better and better pass protector, as was Dylan Sampson. Um, Dylan Sampson, now that I mention him, he had the lowest pass blocking grade according to Pro Football Focus. But Josh Heupel even mentioned on Monday's press conference that Dylan Sampson protected well, and so that's a little conflicting here. 13 reps, his pass-blocking grade is actually 10%, according to Pro Football Focus. But Josh Heupel was bragging about it on Monday, so again, I kind of take it or leave it. Gerald Mincy, 24 pass-blocking reps, 72.9%. John Campbell, 20 pass-blocking reps, 71.1%. These are all above average. Uh, Jalen Wright, five pass blocking reps, 70%. Javante Spragans, 24 pass blocking reps, 68%. These are really, really good grades. The only bad grades that you know you could construe as bad grades. Jeremiah Crawford, he had four pass blocking reps, 56.8. That's not the best. And uh Cooper Mays, 24 pass blocking reps, 52.8%. That's not that's not great. Cooper's a lot better than that. Here's one really bad grade, Ollie Lane. 22 pass blocking reps and according to pro football focus his pass blocking grade was 28.7 percent that is very very low and um I'm not sure about that I'm I'm not sure about that to be completely honest in terms of giving up sacks uh Jeremiah Crawford gave up a sack and see this is one example again I like pro football focus but it's not perfect. It misses some things. Tennessee's offensive line gave up two sacks in the football game. Pro football focus only has Kentucky getting one sack. So, again, that's that's an example of, of of how that's wrong, and it was Gerald Mincy giving up that sack. Let's quickly go to run blocking before we shift gears over towards defense. Tennessee, again, ran for 253 yards against a Kentucky de- defense that was averaging only giving up. 95 yards on the ground coming into the football game cooper mays the best run blocker 45 run blocking reps 63.6 um gerald Mincy, 45 reps 61.5 javante spragans 45 reps 57.5 john campbell 35 reps 52.4 jeremiah crawford 10 run blocking reps 51.0 um Ollie Lane, 42 reps, 41.2. <laughs> Pro football focus is not like Ollie Lane, that's for sure. And these these run-blocking reps are not really that great. But at the end of the day, Tennessee rushed for 253 yards. So, again, take it with a grain of salt. Something that is encouraging, Dante Thornton had the highest, uh, second-highest run-blocking grade, 27 reps, 62.4%. And uh, Josh Heupel, uh, again yesterday, we can hear it right now, Josh Heupel, Ah, uh, very pleased with Dante Thornton, and even mentioned what he was doing without the football in his hands was impressive.
1: Uh, Dante had, had a really nice performance. Uh, I thought he did a really good job with uh, the ball not in his hands, and uh, when the ball came his way, uh, he made plays. Um, he was comfortable and, and uh, performed extremely well.
0: And if you're gonna run for 250 plus yards, your tight ends have got to be a critical part of that of that scheme. Jacob Warren, 61.5% run blocking grade on 28 reps. McAllen Castles didn't have a good run blocking grade according to Pro Football Focus. However, on Dylan Sampson's 12-yard touchdown run, he absolutely drove a linebacker into the turf. It was beautiful. If you like college football, it was something beautiful to behold. Uh, We'll take a look at the defense, the stats that matter, coverage grade, pass blocking grade, snap counts, all that and more. That is coming up next right here on locked on vaults. Do want to say about our friends, FanDuel? FanDuel Sportsbook. Um, score early this NFL season with FanDuel. It's America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's right, $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on all that action. Than right now. You can take part in spreads, player props. I speak on those all the time. How if you're new and you want something fun and exciting, something easy, player props. Uh, take part in just an individual player, uh, the over under three and a half receptions in the first half, and so on and so forth. You get the totals and a whole lot more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season today. Again, that is fanduel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official partner. Of the nfl we'll back into your wednesday edition of locked on balls i am your host eric kane it is pro football focus wednesday where we take a look at the stats that matter we did offense in segment one We'll take a look back at the pro football focus grades for tennessee's defense against kentucky happening right now again if you're watching on youtube the grades are at the bottom of the screen but if you're listening allow me to explain the grading scale elite is 90 to 99 very good 80 to 89 Above average starter is 70 to 79. Average starter is 60 to 69. Below average starter, 50 to 59. And less than 50 is considered a backup level player. Again, as I say in every segment we do Pro Football Focus, as I said last segment, I'm going to say it again. This is something, it is not everything. Pro Football Focus is not perfect. They don't have the playbook, they don't know the assignments um it's just a baseline and so we take a look at the things that actually matter in terms of snap counts and coverage grades and stuff like that uh let's look at snap count well real quick let's let's cherry pick some overall grades again overall grades and i'll put a whole lot of stock into them but omari thomas led tennessee's defense with a 72.2 percent which is considered above average starter that was the only grade above 70 in this football game and again I understand Tennessee defense didn't have the best day, but even Tennessee's offense had a pretty solid day, and there weren't very many high grades. So just kind of another example. Uh, Gabe Judy 69.1%. Omar Norman Lott, 68.7%. Jalen McCullough, 68.4%. Tyree West on four snaps, 67.1%. Those were your uh, five highest grades in the football game. Let's look at snap counts. Amari Thomas, 31 snaps. Uh, Gabe Judy 56 snaps. Omar Norman Lott, 33 snaps. Jalen McCullough, 66 snaps. Um, Caleb Perry, 9 snaps. Again, he's in there on third down packages. Bryson Eason, 27 snaps. Warren Burrell, then played cornerback for a couple of weeks. He had 19 snaps in this football game. Of course, Ricky Gibson came in, played a little bit, had two snaps. He went out with injury. Uh, Karat Garland on the defensive front, played 14 snaps. Aaron Beasley, 57 snaps at linebacker. Jeremiah T. Lander, two snaps at linebacker. Wesley Walker, 65 snaps at safety. Of course, McCullum and, and Walker played 64 and 65 snaps, respectively. Tyler Barron, 39 snaps. He continues to play a lot of football this year, which is, again, really, really good to see. Um, Tamir McDonald, 66 snaps at the star position. Let's see, James Pierce, 43 snaps at Leo. Danico Slaughter, 45 snaps at cornerback. Joshua Josephs, 12 snaps at Leo. I would love to see him get up to 20 and Roman Harrison get down to about 12. Uh, Roman Harrison was at 22 snaps at Leo, Elijah Herring 57 snaps at um, at linebacker, and Brandon Turnage had 10 snaps at cornerback. Uh, let's look at missed tackles first and foremost. Tennessee missed. Let's see here, 13 tackles in this football game. A missed tackle from Gabe Judy Lolly. A missed tackle from Jalen McCullough. A missed tackle from Wesley Walker. Two missed tackles from Aaron Beasley. A missed tackle from Tamaria McDonald. Two missed tackles from James Pierce. Two missed tackles from Joshua Josephs. That's not a good stat. Two missed tackles on 12 snaps. That's not good from Joshua Josephs. One missed tackle from Elijah Herring. Uh, let's look at the let's look at the pass rush grades, if we will. Uh, Tennessee did not have a great day getting after the quarterback. There were a lot of three step three step drops. There was some play action to get the get rid of the ball quickly. I recognize that. Uh, But at the end of the day, Tennessee still did not make a habit of living on the other side of the line of scrimmage or making things difficult for Devin Leary, forcing him into bad decisions. Tennessee didn't get a whole lot of pressure. Therefore, the hurries, the hits, the sack numbers obviously are not there. Tennessee only had one sack. It was uh, Omar Norman Lott. He and Tyler Barron kind of met in the backfield. Omar Norman Lott cleaned it up, but Tyler Barron was a big part of that play. But in terms of quarterback hits, Omar Norman Lott had two. James Pierce had one. Three total quarterback hits hurries um pierce had one easton had one mcdonald had one josephs had one tyler baron had one so tennessee had five quarterback hurries in this football game the official stat sheet will tell you that tennessee had like two hurries <laughs> but uh still that's not a lot especially to where you were as a defensive unit coming into the game um tennessee's best pass or uh, tennessee's best pass rushing grade Went to Omar Norman lot at 65.4. He had 23 reps in that regard. Roman Harrison actually had 18 reps at pass pass um a pass rush and he had a grade of 62.2. Aaron Beasley, 37 reps, 61.5, so on and so forth. Um, let's see here. Let's go to let's go to coverage. Let's go to coverage. This is what we really kind of kind of benefit from. When we look at the defensive stats, the secondary, which did not have a good game whatsoever. Um, how many times a defensive back was targeted? How many receptions a defensive back gave up for yards? So on and so forth. Gabe Judy Lolly was targeted four times, gave up two receptions for 27 yards in this football game. Warren Burrell targeted twice, gave up two receptions. See, that's, that's false. That's false. There was on that third down where Tennessee made a stop in the fourth quarter. Um the guy threw it to where the guy that Warren Burrell was guarding and, and it was, it was incomplete. So again, this is a great example of how it's something, not everything, but uh, Warren Burrell targeted twice, gave up two receptions, according to pro football focus for 18 yards. Jalen McCullough targeted three times, gave up one reception for five yards. Wesley Walker targeted five times, gave up four receptions for 64 yards. Aaron Beasley, again, playing in the middle of the field, Targeted five times, gave up four receptions for 42 yards. Denico Slaughter, at cornerback, targeted four times, gave up four receptions for 99 yards. Not great. Tamari McDonald, targeted seven times, gave up five receptions for 61 yards. Elijah Herring, targeted three times, gave up two receptions for five yards. Aaron Carter, targeted once, gave up one reception for 13 yards. Roman Harrison, who is not good in coverage, guys. He's not Byron Young. Going out to the flat, going out to a hook curl from the Leo position. Roman Harrison targeted three times, gave up three receptions for 38 yards. One was a critical third down in that first half. I remember that. Um, see, defensive backs who gave up or defenders who gave up touchdowns. Aaron Beasley gave up a touchdown. That was that Dane Key one in the red zone. To Marion McDonald gave up a touchdown. That was the Barry on Brown on just a gorgeous throw. A gorgeous throw from Devin Leary. To the front pocket of that uh that end zone you couldn't have placed that ball in there better than that throw from devin leary so again not all american level grades here in terms of coverage for tennessee's defenders um but it is what it is and um you know some games you're not going to be at your best you need your offense to to pick you up some games it's opposite we're like texas a and m tennessee needed its defense to go out there and do some things in special teams and it did just that but overall the most important thing doesn't matter how ugly it is. You just get a win. Tennessee got a win. 33-27. Tennessee is 6-2. and Coming home for homecoming, Tennessee will be 7-2, and and then he'll go on the road and take on Missouri for a huge, huge road matchup before coming back home to take on the Georgia Bulldogs. That's a look at the stats that matter from pro football focus we'll check in with josh ward he's coming up next right here on Lockdown Tom balls do want to tell you about our friends over at ebay motors proud sponsor of the show ebay motors let's ride passion drive patience what brings home a winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance, superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because of eBay Motors, you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that w keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply ebay guaranteed fit only available to us customers as we do every single wednesday we finish off this show by checking to our friend josh ward for Ward wednesday josh ward he's co-host of josh and swain on 991 The sports animal noon to three weekdays josh how you doing this morning
1: Good, Eric. Great to be with you.
0: Yeah, it's a good win for Tennessee. I mean, it wasn't the the prettiest, but it was a win on the road at Kentucky. um, A game that you always led throughout. A game where Joe Milton looked pretty good. And a game where you got your run game back to where it should be.
1: Yeah, the standings don't add in style points or pretty points. You get credit for a win. You get knocked for a loss. Tennessee got a road win. Tennessee beat a team that is a quality opponent. Kentucky's not a great team. Nobody thought that going in, but it does It does have quality players. It had an offense that broke out in the passing game, which we knew could happen based on the personnel, and that does create some questions moving forward for sure. But if you knew that going in, that Tennessee's defense might have some issues slowing down the passing game of Devin Leary, well, then the response would be, okay, what's Tennessee's offense going to do? and it did what it needed to, running the football from beginning until the end when it needed to run the clock out. It did that. Joe Milton was a part of that. Different running backs played a role there, and the passing game for Tennessee was better, was more efficient. Perfect? No. Last year's passing attack? No, but nobody should have that expectation. Tennessee's 6-2 and two and should feel really good about how things have gone overall this season. Josh, what
0: is it about the Tennessee defense that's um, you know, a quarterback, if it's ever going to, you know, reach its potential, just put the Tennessee defense out there. If a quarterback is ever going to get drafted, put the Tennessee defense out there to get some game tape. I mean, you had Spencer Rattler last year. You have Devin Leary this year. Both of those guys had done things in college previously to be mm-hmm. considered good quarterbacks. but so both of those guys kind of lost their ways and they kind of found their way uh, against this Tennessee defense.
1: Well, I heard that Devin Leary knows somebody that used to work as a GA at Michigan. So I don't know if there's anything to that. I'm totally kidding. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I said last week fans will automatically think, oh boy, here comes Devin Leary's game. And it did happen. Uh, They've seen it. A lot of fans have seen it. And it's a reminder that every game to the next, one game to the next, things can be different. Against Texas A&M and against Kentucky, Tennessee's offense ran the ball as much as it wanted to, all over the place. Against Alabama, didn't have quite as much success. The pass rush has been really good overall. I think Kentucky did a really good job in its two weeks of preparation getting ready for Tennessee's top pass rushers. I know about the missed holding calls. I've seen the screenshots. Devin Leary didn't throw for 370 yards because of uh, because of missed holding calls. Uh, did it help Kentucky when they missed calls? Sure. Calls are missed all over the place. I thought they did a good job of preparation when James Pierce would uh, make a move inside. Kentucky was prepared for that. The staff did a good job of getting the offensive line ready for the game, and Leary delivered some passes uh, that he missed on at different times earlier in the season. The receiver stepped up and made plays that uh, they didn't make at different times earlier in the season, and Tennessee was missing Kamal Haddon. So there were probably a number of reasons why it went the way that it did But Tennessee's run defense was really good, and Tennessee got stops in the red zone when it needed to, especially late when Kentucky was trying to make it a field goal game. Tennessee got another stop. So the Vols defense still did enough, and the offense did more than enough to win the game.
0: Yeah, and and really, I mean, when when you sit back and think about it, it feels like so much worse because it just feels like Leary was throwing, you know, getting whatever he wanted to through the air. I mean, Tennessee only gave up twenty-seven points, and today's football—that's honestly not even a lot of points if we're being yeah. completely honest about things. Um, Joe Milton was really good. I didn't think that uh, they asked him to do an awful lot in the first half. Started to take some shots as the game went on, um, but he was what with what he was asked to do, he was really good. And I thought he was his best this season, throwing outside of the pocket, throwing off platform, um, directing traffic. Uh, he, they continue to use him in the run game with some design quarterback run. Um, he's looked really good. And I thought that he was um, you know, really, really good on Saturday night. And again, just like at Alabama, you get that Joe Mill and you're gonna win football games. Yeah, his uh
1: his ability to run the football is important for this offense. It's important for Joe. I think it makes him a better passer. I think he's more comfortable. The offense can create some kind of rhythm when he is a part of the running game because it creates the positive yardage. We've talked about this and uh, I, I still have messages that say, well, Joe missed an open receiver. He missed a guy that could have been a big play. Okay. He's going to every, m- most quarterbacks are going to, by the way, not every
0: quarterback is going to hit every single open receiver and catch them every time he was in 18 fact, 20. Real quick start to cut you off, but yeah, sure. Th- that, that text message or whatever you're talking about, that's inaccurate. He did not miss one open receiver. He took two deep shots down the field. Both were deep shots, 50, 50 balls at best. Both could have been pass interference. Um, both, you know, were good balls. They just missed. And then the one to Squirrel White, he barely got rid of. I mean, the fact that he got rid of that ball with all the pressure in his face uh, was was pretty much incredible. But I wouldn't consider him wide open. So, in my yeah, opinion, well, and, and the message I had was was like missed seeing the receiver.
1: Uh, okay, but, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. but th- th- I mean that happens. He was eighteen to twenty one. He yeah. took care of the football. He picked up positive yardage. He uh, running the football, including that final first down that they needed. On the drive to seal the game. He just, he did what Tennessee needed to do. So at this point, if anybody's holding on to a comparison to Hendon Hooker a year ago, you're wasting your time there. J- Joe played winning football for Tennessee on the road in a night game in the SEC. And that's as much as I think we should be asking for Joe Milton. He obviously has the potential to hit a bunch of passes down the field. And maybe, maybe that does occur before the season ends. And he has this massive 300 plus yard passing game but that's not the expectation going in the expectation is that Tennessee needs to be a really good running football team and Joe being a part of that maximizes the potential of what Tennessee is able to do Tennessee six and two with Joe Milton as the starting quarterback and uh, we, we were we were still getting some hey what about Nico this week on Josh and Swain last week and our response was well obviously it's not going to happen so what's the point of the conversation but If Nico's the quarterback this past week, I don't think Tennessee beats Kentucky. So it just it has to be put to rest at this point. Joe's the guy uh, to close out the season. Tennessee has a chance to have a really strong finish with Joe Milton at quarterback, and he can help in that.
0: Well, you look ahead to this week and it's, it's, you know, homecoming. It's UConn. It's a team Tennessee should beat by 40. We've seen this before with Austin P and UTSA. Tennessee didn't handle business and Nico didn't get an opportunity to go in yeah. there and get extended playing time and not just Nico, some of these other guys as well. What's well, important for Tennessee in a week like, uh, like this week, obviously secure the win, but what do you need to see from Tennessee before it gears up to go back on the road for a big game in, uh, in Como?
1: Yeah. Don't revert back to the issues we saw earlier in the season on the offensive side that Austin P game was frustrating and ugly for everybody to watch. So at home with a huge advantage, don't make mistakes dropping the football at the receiver position or whatever skill position we're talking about. Joe Milton needs to uh, hit open receivers, needs to be involved in the running game, get going, and they should be able to run all over and do what they do offensively. And that should lead to points. Um, One thing that does need to still improve is red zone scoring, right? Uh, It was important that Charles Campbell was able to hit all of those field goals, but Tennessee needs to be better in the red zone probably at Missouri and against Georgia for sure a couple weeks later. So uh, can Tennessee be better in the red zone, score touchdowns to get up big early so that Nico and some young offensive linemen can play because it was just a missed opportunity for Nico to not play against Austin P. I would have lost a lot of money if somebody wagered that he was not going to play in that game because he didn't get an opportunity to go in. So uh, that that's, that's it to me is do everything that you're supposed to, that you've been good at this season and avoid some of the mistakes that were costly on offense earlier in the season.
0: You going to be on homecoming court this weekend, going down to the field? They going to honor you? as they welcome back alumni of of all years? Uh,
1: Just like high school and and some ages of college as well, I'll be on the outside looking in, longing (laughs) for those
0: opportunities. (laughs) Josh, what do you and uh, Jason Swain have coming up on the show this week?
1: Yeah, big month coming up.
0: November football is here. They
1: remember what you do in November, and this season will be remembered based on how the SEC portion of the schedule plays out. I think there are two guaranteed wins here, uh, all but guaranteed, right? UConn and Vanderbilt. So what happens against Missouri and Georgia? We're looking ahead to the final month, reacting this past week. So a lot of football talk, plus starting to dive into basketball. A lot of basketball
0: excitement, Eric, coming out of uh, how things have gone the last few days. He is Josh Ward, co-host of Josh and Swain on 99.1 The Sports Animal. You can listen to them there. You can read uh, the uh, free Josh and Swain newsletter every Friday morning, At about 8 30 the free download or the free uh uh uh, sign up for that newsletter is in the show description as well josh appreciate it man you got it thank you eric all right and that's going to do it here for this edition of locked on balls every single wednesday pff offensive notes defensive notes notes that matter and of course a conversation with josh ward i appreciate you guys for being here we're coming up on tomorrow's show we'll continue to look at at uconn uh, we'll discuss what Tennessee needs to get out of this football game, and uh, yeah, a little little hoops talk, maybe recapping um, some uh, some basketball exhibitions as uh, we inch on closer to the start of the regular season. All that and more, right here on Lockdown Balls. Appreciate you guys, you everydayers, and we'll see you again tomorrow.